No, I listen to it all the time. I tell all my friends to smack it raw. Podcast contains mature content. The views and opinions expressed by the host are not necessarily those of the host. Listener discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Smack and Raw Podcast, episode 191. Jesus Christ, we've been doing this forever. I am your host, the one Matt Ritter. I am here with my co-host, Daddy Delgado himself. Vince, what's going on? Daddy's home. Daddy is home. I uh I did not move the penis wall though, so it is still there from the last episode. Uh, my wife has not got around to moving it either, so uh, I'll make sure it's moved for the next episode for you guys. Before we jump into it, um, we've been talking about Black Lives Matter and how the conversation needs to continue just because it's not been in the news. Things haven't been happening doesn't mean anything's gotten better. And we've seen proof of that very recently uh, with the Wright family and then even outside of Black Lives Matter with the Toledo family. Um, when we ask you to go donate and buy the Young Kings wrestling shirt, the Black Lives Matter shirt, we tell you that that money goes into a fund and that they try and get it into the hands of the people who need it. Right now, TC is looking for a way to donate to both the Toledo and the Wright family. Um, and we do appreciate that in him for that. So uh, please, if you guys have the money and you can and you support the cause, go get yourselves a Black Lives Matter shirt, rock it and get money into TC's hands so he can put it into the funds and then he get it into the hands of the family that are suffering. There's also a lieutenant in the army it was back in december who was threatened by police in virginia um threatened with execution basically by police in virginia so like i said none of this has changed nothing's gotten better people just kind of stopped talking about it because yeah i guess the cops were like oh shit we better stop hurting and fucking with black people because people are complaining about it now they figure oh shit everything's kind of calmed down we'll just go back to being racist pieces of shit i don't know what the deal is but again no legislation was passed. Nothing was done. Nothing has changed. The The threat is still real. It is still out there. Uh, we are no safer or minorities are no safer now than they were when this was a hot button issue. So yeah. um, when it was talked about. So we want to continue that conversation. And I, I ask that people please stop going and Googling people's backgrounds and trying to justify somebody's murder. It, it, it's sickening that instead of looking at the people who killed somebody and asking why they did it and you know what could be done to prevent this from being happened again, we try and justify uh, somebody's actions at the cost of somebody's life. Yeah. So definitely. please stop that. Um, we don't have like everything's going to be really fucking somber today because all the news is kind of shitty news. So yeah. we get into news and rumors. First off, Eva Lise released from AEW. Uh, she said that she spoke out against abuse. Apparently, this is a uh, or not not like physical abuse, but like uh, harassment. Mm-hmm. 
she said that this is a continuing trend in her career where she speaks up against uh, being harassed or whatever. And then uh, she loses jobs. I've seen a lot of people saying, well, maybe if this keeps happening to you and nobody else, then maybe you're the problem. Um, there were a lot of people pointing out how she was no selling for Thunder Rosa in their matches because she didn't like Thunder Rosa on national TV and why that was a problem and that maybe it's her attitude and not necessarily people backstage this and that i don't know the deal i'm not going to make a judgment call i just yeah. hate anyone to see anyone released from their contracts especially after speaking out about alleged abuse or alleged issues with yeah. the company um though to be fair again nobody else has come out against AEW or its facilities and said hey yeah no she's right the shit's going on so um i don't know but yeah she is no longer with AEW uh, i believe diamante is still there thunder rose is still there yeah but Elise is so. gone yeah and then speaking of uh, people gone april 15th uh we got to we got to come up with a name as an IWC for april 15th cuz it's now the second year in a row the WWE's done its quote unquote spring cleaning. Um, it's weird to me because normally after WrestleMania, you're hyped for the Raw after WrestleMania, right? Yeah. The last two years, and we'll talk about this year, Raw after WrestleMania has kind of sucked. Like nothing's really happened. Now, yeah. we gave them a pass last year because COVID, you know, there were no fans, this and that, blah, blah, blah. This year, different story. Thunderdome is status quo. This is how wrestling is now. No reason why we can't do something big. But now, instead of being hyped for the Raw after WrestleMania, we're all going to be in fear next year of yeah. April 15th and the releases and what wrestlers may no longer be a part of the roster because this is now a trend. Like, last year it was April 15th for the main roster and 16th for NXT. I did not see any releases today for NXT, but definitely we lost Samoa Joe, Mickey James, Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, uh, Wesley Blake, Bo Dallas... Kalisto. Kalisto and Mojo Rally. Yeah. I think that's it. I think. I think that's it. Um, you, oh, Chelsea Green. And Chelsea Green, yes. I'm sorry. Chelsea, Chelsea Green. Green. So a lot of talk, a lot of discussion about why. Um, I have heard rumors that Samoa Joe wanted to wrestle and WWE wasn't clearing him medically to do that. That's why they wanted him on commentary because he did have a severe head injury and that maybe this was Samoa Joe asking for his release so that he could go do what he wanted to do because yeah. WWE didn't want him to continue. And if that's the case, that's fine. I would love to see Joe do whatever, you know, he is. I, I want to see him do it healthy. So, like, if he's cleared by doctors and he can go and WWE just doesn't want to take on the liability of it happening again, that's one thing. But if this is what Joe wanted, then let Joe go. Um, I hated to see Billy Kay go and Mickey James go. I feel like those are – and Peyton Royce. Like, those are talent. Like, Billy Kay was yeah. on fucking WrestleMania. Like, yeah. She has been a staple of SmackDown. She has been one of the most entertaining things on SmackDown. She was in a tag match at WrestleMania. She just formed this tag team with Carmella. I was exactly. actually looking forward to it. And then now she's gone. Like it fucking blows my mind. Yeah. And supposedly there are reports going out today that Kevin Dunn just didn't get Billy Kay. Man, fuck Kevin Dunn. I know, right? It's like Man, who fuck Kevin Dunn. Like anyone that doesn't get Billy Kay, there's there's nothing wrong with Billy Kay. There's something wrong with you. Like, dude, but, like everything you give her, she kind of knocks it out of the park. 
we got the same reports about Alistair Black, who supposedly is safe and is. Uh, I saw he released a video. Um, they're talking that he's been doing vignettes, getting ready for his return. I will believe it when I see him on my TV because this wouldn't be the first time that mm-hmm. shit was released for a wrestler and he never showed up. Um, mm-hmm. I'm anywhere Alistair Black goes, I will start watching that product. Same yeah. thing with Samoa Joe. Anywhere Samoa Joe goes, if I'm not already watching that product, I will be watching that product. If he ends up in NWA, I will start watching NWA. If he ends up in New Japan, I will start watching New Japan. If he ends up in Impact... <laughs> Why do you sound so reluctant? Because I don't like New Japan. I've tried to like New Japan. I don't like New Japan. Same thing with Impact. Like, If I have to, I'll try and watch Impact. Yeah. Hopefully Samoa Joe will make it better well, for me, but... With Samoa Joe, I feel like the world is his oyster. He's one of those guys where I'd like to see him go everywhere. In NWA, I feel like he fit kind of like the old school style. Going to Impact, he can obviously come back and do kind of like a reunion tour, like a comeback tour, because he's Impact through and through. Like, he's one of the OGs. Yeah, he was one of the original reasons why I even was interested in that company. Yeah. Uh, New Japan, he's he's got options over there with Tomohiro Ishii is one name that everybody keeps throwing out there that I'd like to see also Minoru Suzuki would be a great matchup, but also just because this man can keep his name anywhere he goes, he's actually a WWE release guy that I feel like can make a big splash in AEW. That's where I want to see him. Now, I'm not saying that I am confident that AEW is going to put him at the top of the card and book him the way I'd want to see him booked but at least it's a show that I'm already watching and there are options over there that I would like to see and guys, I would like to see him wrestle over there that I think would be really entertaining. I would love to see him get a run as AEW champion. Say what you want about, Oh, X WWE guys. He's not really an X WWE guy. He's an X impact guy who did a stint in WWE. It's different. He built his name outside of WWE. He's not a WWE quote unquote, uh, homegrown talent or Homer, whatever you want to call it. So, I think that that more or less you kind of get a stigma for guys like Cesar Benoni, who's only been in WWE. I feel like stuff like that, like maybe even like a Jack Swagger, but guys like Samoa Joe, even a Christian Cage, who's made his name outside of WWE, like that's yeah. But see, Christian Christian made his name in WWE and then got bigger out or got that main event spot outside. But Christian was Christian because of that. Matt Hardy was Matt Hardy because of WWE. Samoa Joe wasn't Samoa Joe because of WWE. Samoa Joe was Samoa Joe before WWE. And that's, that's my point is this is not another guy that it's like, Oh, they're just taking another WWE talent. Cause he's not. Um, Tucker was also released. I forgot to mention Tucker. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Tucker. Yes. Um, He had a few interesting tweets saying that I can't wait to share my story. Yeah. So. Well, I saw that he was pissed off that Heavy Machine rebroke up and all these other things. So he, uh, he's he got something to say. We'll see what he has to say. That's mm-hmm. a guy I feel like would fit really well in NWA. Um, obviously- I'd like to see uh, Iconics down in Impact Wrestling because you can I- either A, pair them up with Tenille Dashwood, which they have history with. They're being close friends. They're all Aussies. But also, they have women tag team titles over there. And these women... Uh, the Iconics, Mickey James, Samoa Joe, uh, Chelsea Green, Kalisto. The, this talent being released and being out on the market, it makes me curious as to what they're going to do and will make me interested in the product that they go to. Like, yeah. I may follow a Billy Kay and a Peyton Royce to Impact and be like, okay, they're on Impact now. And if Samoa Joe goes over there, like, okay, now they've got this. I know they've got some other female talent I'm interested in. 
let me go let me go start watching this regularly you know yeah i've tried before i didn't love it but let's try it again um Mm -hmm. yeah so we'll have we'll have to see where everyone lands around uh july because they all have 90 day no compete clauses yeah but apparently all 90 days expire on the wednesday so perfect timing for i've been seeing so many memes like there's like the one meme about the dude that's just like going like this with his hands rubbing his hands together it's like tony khan like after the 90 days ends on the wednesday he's just like savoring the moment uh i don't know i think it's i think it's just selective it depends on like uh on the wrestler to wrestler basis as to whether or not it feels like they're just like hopping over to aw as the next best thing but like some guys I do want to see in AEW just to see them kind of be unleashed or maybe even an impact, but there are other guys that I just don't care for. It just it just really depends on the wrestler. I hear you. All right. Where do you want to start? Raw, SmackDown, NXT, or AEW? Let's get Raw out of the way. Get Raw out of the way. Yeah, because it was a shitty Raw after WrestleMania. So we got a new announced team. It's Corey Graves, Adnan Burke, and Byron Saxton. Um Kick it off with Voldemort pissing off Bobby Lashley, then getting a match with Lashley. Lashley defeats Voldemort. Uh, Rhea ushers in a brutal new era, and she's ready for Asuka in a promo. Uh, the Hurt Business loses to the returning Viking Raiders. Asuka then says she is ready for Rhea in an interview. Uh, Charlotte returns. Awesome promo from her. Mm-hmm. Um, we get Asuka versus Rhea, which ends in DQ with Charlotte attacking. Uh, the Miz and Morrison run into Maurice backstage. She's a guest on Miz TV. Miz takes credit for Bad Bunny's match. Damian Priest interrupts. We get a handicap match that Priest loses. Uh, Shania make fun of Mandy Slip. Um, and then the sexy muscle friends take out Naya backstage. Uh, not the nip slip from Dana Brooke, the slip slip from Mandy Rose, because we had both at WrestleMania. Uh, we get an Alexa's playground that pissed me the fuck off. Uh, Mandy and Dana versus Naya. And with uh, Mandy and Dana getting counted out on purpose, uh, which was weird. Yeah. Um, her business message from MVP. Um, Drew confronts MVP. Drew wants to knock Bobby down at his peak. Drew needs to get back to her. Braun and MVP let Drew know he needs to go to the back of the line. Um, Braun wants a shot as well. Then Randy shows up. We get a triple threat match in the main event. Winner taking on Bobby at Backlash. Elias and Riker interrupt the New Day. Um, New Day defeat Riker and Elias. And then Drew defeats Braun and Randy. And then after the match, T-Bar and Mace jump Drew with MVP watching from the ramp. What are you swallowing for Monday Night Raw? Um, oh, we also had a Firefly Funhouse that I did not mention. Uh, I liked it at first, but I don't know, I wasn't feeling it. Uh, the, I guess the one thing I will swallow is Charlotte's promo because I thought it was really, really good, and not much else. Everything I saw, they're getting gargled or spat. Okay, well, let's talk about Charlotte's promo because Charlotte came out and basically said, You know what? I'm sick of all the narrative and all the bullshit. I am a flair and I am the best and I am that bitch and I run this division and I will take out every woman in this division. And I'm tired of trying to be humble and trying to please you fans and trying to pretend like I'm not who I am. And I was really hoping this was going to lead to Charlotte uh, going into the men's division, but it did not. It's um, not going to happen, Matt. 
no she i mean she really did she really did kill this promo um she just talked about how she's the best she's not gonna be humble anymore full-on conceited heel promo she she definitely rocked it and then uh to put a stamp on it she took out both asuka and Rhea in their rematch for the title mm. um which was great so guess one other thing i'd swallow even though you weren't a fan of i like the delivery of the alexa's promo oh no so here's the thing um we'll talk about it alexa's promo was great for alexa for the scope of the story they've been telling and for an explanation about the bullshit that happened at wrestlemania in the fiends match i was not happy with it so like for alexa's character outside of her screwing over the fiend her introducing lily and her you know finding her own strength and not needing the fiend anymore and blah 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 blah. this whole thing was great she has great delivery she is great in this character all of that i loved i just don't love the fact that we screwed over the fiend Mm -hmm. and now it looks like we're transitioning out of the whole purpose of a feud that we've been watching for over a year now in the fiend versus or six months now in the fiend versus Randy Orton and all the shit that's been going on. Like we're just letting it go because then the firefly Funhouse comes on and Bray's like, Oh yeah, we're going to, we're going to forget about everyone and we're going to start a new one. Yeah. Abby was cool. And Abby was talking shit about Alexa, but like the fiend just, or Bray just wants to forget about Alexa and forget about Randy and move on and start new. And I'm like, no, no, I heard that supposedly that was one of the matches that got changed last minute, like a few hours into the, into the day of the show. And if that's the case, then maybe it was a similar finish with Alexa to strike Randy and Fiend to get into win. So they kind of just pivoted in a different direction. Okay. I don't know. Um, Two things I'm going to swallow. I'm going to swallow Voldemort, Matt Riddle, getting his ass beat by Bobby Lashley again. I knew. Need that. Love that. Uh, and also the return of the Viking Raiders. Uh, I love the Viking Raiders. I love the Viking Raiders. I, I love them more as the War Raiders, but I love the Viking Raiders. Mm-hmm. They came back. They beat uh, what I'm now dubbing not the Hurt Business because Shelton and Cedric are still a tag team, but they are not the Hurt Business anymore. Oh, and, but they're still hurting. <laughs> and I'm going to swallow the Mason T-Bar stuff at the end of Monday Night Raw, and this is why. It's a preliminary swallow. If they come out next week and MVP demasks them and dubs them Dominic Dijakovic and Dio Madden or whatever and says, these are, you know, these guys were forced to do this and blah, 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 blah. These are real bad motherfuckers. Those guys standing next to Bobby Lashley, Mm -hmm. that being the new Hurt Business and letting them be physical and dominant and badass. Yep. I'm down for that. So pending as as TC would say, because he sat here and argued with me through all of Monday Night Raw, just wait and let let it play out and see what happened. No, fuck that. Reconvince <laughs> me that. to do that dumb shit after the fiend got lit on fire, and now here we are. So no, I'm not gonna do that shit. I'm not gonna wait and let it play out. I'm gonna be pissed. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong and I'll I'll apologize for it later. But I've been pissed for too long to just continue yeah. to not be pissed and bottle it up inside anyway this i am gonna let play out i want to see what they do with this because this could be entertaining these two guys with bobby lashley like this could be like a real hurt hurt business if they let them be big Mm -hmm. bad dominant motherfuckers heck bring in mia yim (laughs) oh poor mia yim where the fuck is keith lee like how did keith lee not return on the raw after mania like what i don't know 
I I don't know. There's so much wrong. Uh, speaking of like showing up on Raw, did uh the greatest wrestler in the world, Sheamus, show up? Did our he United did not. States- he did not, but uh, do you want to talk about how your Seamus Stan account? He was on Raw Talk, but he was not on Monday Night Raw. Ah, we did okay. we did talk on Young Kings Wrestling when I did the recap for Night 2 of WrestleMania yeah. about you officially accepting Seamus as your Lord and Savior. <laughs> I have. So for those of you that may not be following me on Twitter, which I don't know why you shouldn't, go ahead and follow me at SES Vince. Uh, I kind of like a few hours before the match, before WrestleMania, I just kind of tweeted it. Uh, can I find the actual fucking tweet? Give me a sec here. If you find it, you find it. But basically, it was if Sheamus wins, I will officially become a Sheamus Stan account. Yes, and that was that was essentially what the situation was. Was like, hey, you know what? If Sheamus beats Riddle and becomes the new United States champion, I will take back anything negative I have ever said about the man and stand the fuck out of him. Which I have. You check my bio. It says. The official Seamus Stan with the eggplant and like splash emoji, as per the Smackin' and Raw uh, show. We so, appreciate you know, I kind of had to do that. And then after he won, I did a whole congratulations tweet. It's like, Congratulations to the GOAT Seamus. You deserve it, King. So proud of you. Hashtag WrestleMania. Hashtag Fella for Life. Hashtag New Champ. Gotta and make that to a shirt. Sent in a design for a fella for life t shirt. Fella already. for life. Yeah. So we will work on that. Uh, once Travis gets our new merchandise uh, set up and running, we will have that up on the shop for everyone to go check out and go shit. get. I'll, I'll go to my local printer sh- shirt shop. And no, no, no. I've tried that. Travis does not like that. Do not do that. You will piss him off and he will fire you. I was trying to get Smackin' It Raw podcast t-shirts out before Travis was ready to do it. And he said, uh-huh. anything that we make needs to be available for sale. You can't just go make a one-off and wear it because if people want it and can't get it, mm-hmm. then what's the point? So unless it's officially distributed, do not go do that. He will fire you. What if I just get like a piece of paper and put fella for life on my on the blank God damn it, t-shirt? Vince, just don't do it. Um, what, are you, what are you spitting from this episode? Uh, I'm spitting the Bray Wyatt, just kind of like brushing everything over. Yep. I, I'm spitting just like hurt business still being broken up. I am spitting just where Oscar and Rhea Ripley are at, just spitting all that. <sighs> yeah, I mean, there's like, there's a lot to spit here, to be honest. Like, you know, you know what? I'm spitting the fact that the goat Seamus was in on Raw. That's, there you go. That's, that, that's what uh, I'm going to spit the Mandy Dane account out because I don't know what the fuck that was about and where that's going. Um, I, I actually went to swallow. So the New Day cut a promo on uh, uh, Riker and Elias, and they quoted DMX in their promo, and I loved that. Um, and they went on to defeat Riker and Elias, which why Riker has a job, but Blake and Cutler both got fucking fired. Why well, isn't Patrick fired? Patrick oh. should have been released soon. Yeah, so it is what it is. Um, I'm spitting that. Um, I'm spitting the fact that Randy Orton has now moved into the main event title shot and away from Bray Wyatt after defeating The Fiend and not getting any real conclusion to this story. Um, and I'm going to spit the Damian Priest loss at the hands of Maurice in a handicap oh, match. That, that That's what I was going to spit, yeah. too. Because it was so dumb, because... You make him look bad because it looked like he like Miz just 
tripped, stumbled, and fell into that wind. This man, like, left the ring in his underwear looking ridiculous, and you just lost to that guy. Yeah. That makes exactly. Damian Priest look worse. Terrible. Um, so, overall, spit or swallow Monday Night Raw. Was Sheamus on the show? Sheamus was not on the show. Then it's a spit every single time Sheamus is not on the show. I agree. I'm spitting Raw as well. That was not a great Raw after Mania. No. Um, you said you did not watch AEW this week, right? I skimped through some stuff. I didn't okay. watch it on time. I watched it earlier today. So I, if you want, we can go into AEW. You want to do that next? Yeah, let's do it. AEW All right. Next. So kick it off with uh, the Young Bucks opening up the show, talking about how they chose friendship, how the old Young Bucks are going to come back, or maybe it's a new Young Bucks. We also see MJF fail to bribe Mike Tyson. Uh, the Bucks defeat the Death Triangle in what Meltzer considered a five-star match. Oh, we'll talk about that. Um, when Hangman asked about the Elite, he doesn't have a comment. He changed the uh, he changed the subject and walked out. Uh, Jericho continues to babyface and explains how he patched things up with Tyson. Red Velvet loses to Jade Cargill. We get a Brit promo. Uh, Anthony Agogo defeats Cole Carter with a punch to the gut. Um, Miro is looking for Kip and also puts all of the champions in AEW on notice. Jericho defeats Dax um, with the help of Mike Tyson, who was a special enforcer. We have a backstage promo from the Elite, which leads to Don Callis kicking, super kicking a cameraman. Uh, Chris Statlander returns to defeat Amber Nova. Team Taz's failed recruit of Christian leads to Hobbs destroying Christian when he turns down the offer. And in our main event, Matt Hardy loses to Darby Allen for the TNT title amidst a huge clusterfuck of mm. brawling and crazy shit, but it was a false count anywhere match. Yeah. Are you swallowing anything from tonight? I'm going to swallow, like, reluctantly, the five-star Meltzer classic just because we'll talk about it, but I'm swallowing well, we're it. Talking, we're, we'll talk about it now. So you're going to swallow that. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to swallow the Britt Baker promo. I thought mm -hmm. it was fantastic. I'm going to swallow the Elite promo because uh, it just kind of felt like OG Elite when they were over in New Japan. I kind of liked the vibe they gave off. It wasn't the best, but it still was pretty solid. And I kind of want to swallow the uh, the Inner Circle promo with Jericho. I thought it was really good. It was. Yeah. It was. I thought it was... I thought it was solid. I think I thought the reasoning for them being baby faces. I mean, he's kind of making you like, okay, this is why we're baby faces, not just because we're facing heels now. So he's trying to give you a motivation and a reason for it. And I, yeah, I guess that's it. I guess okay. all, that's all I'm swallowing. So Bucks Death Triangle. Um, I would have swallowed this because you got the Bucks coming out. They got the Dior Nike ones on and. You know, they talk the about fake how knockoff ones possibly um, they talk about how basically Don Callis bought them new gear. This is a different box, blah, blah, blah. But when I saw that Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair at WrestleMania got four stars, that Cesaro and Seth got four and a half stars and that this tag team match got five stars. Like, I know it's one man's opinion and that man's a piece of shit, but come up, come the fuck on. Like, a tag team match on Dynamite does not deserve more stars than history made in an amazing match at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Those two women killed it. Does not deserve more stars than what Seth 
and Cesaro accomplished at WrestleMania. It was not a better match than Seth and Cesaro at WrestleMania. That's for damn sure. Bucks are fantastic. Phoenix and Pac, great. It was a good match. Like I said, if I hadn't seen that, I would have swallowed this. But because I saw that, and because Daddy Dave put his stamp on it, now Mm -hmm. it's a fuck you. Yeah, no. So I will say that I'm swallowing because it was good. I like the majority of the match. I felt like it was too long, though. Because I, I looked at it, and like 35 minutes into the show, like the match ended. Like, geez, this match went on forever. And if it's like, that's one thing if a match is long and you're like really into it. But there were points where I was like, why is this match still going? But I like the finish. I thought it was creative. Uh, you know me. I'm a sucker for like like taking off the mass luchadors like mask and then just kind of playing into that and giving an excuse as to why Phoenix lost. Yeah. I thought it was good. I liked the new edge from the Bucks. I hated that they increased, increased their uh, their Dior's, but uh, that's if they're knockoffs, a, what does it matter? I mean, still, like, they don't know they're knockoffs. That just lets you know that they don't treat their shoes properly, which is infuriating Justin in the group chat. Well, how do you not know that they're knockoffs? Like, how do you know they don't know that they were knockoffs? I'm pretty sure they don't know they were knockoffs. Okay, okay. They don't seem like they'd be into whether or not, like, looking for... Like, See, now, that's things. not fair. You do not know the Young Bucks. You cannot judge them on their sneaker knowledge. Who says I can't judge people on soulless ap- a- accusations? I could do whatever I damn well please. That's Is fair. it rights? No. Can I? Of course. It's within my rights. Okay. <laughs> uh, I agree with you also. Uh, the Jericho Inner Circle promo was fantastic. Jericho explained that after what happened with the pinnacle and mjf he decided to reach out and repair the relationships that he damaged first being mike tyson who uh, accepted his apology despite their history so on and so forth and uh even after the match which was a bunch of bullshit between him and dax where there was you know just shit going on everywhere and uh tyson getting involved we had tyson becoming an ancillary member of the inner circle so now he's both a member of the inner circle and DX, but like not a real member, just a, yeah. so that that's something that I, that's cool. Um, I'm good with that. Like I enjoy Tyson. I know he loves wrestling and he loves doing the shit and getting to be a part of it. And he's one of the baddest men on the planet still. So, you know, yeah. I'm all for it. Uh, I also loved MJF trying to bribe Tyson at the beginning of the show. Like yeah. that whole thing was fantastic. Um, it had its charm. You got anything else on uh, that Jericho promo? No, I just I, I just like the story. He he just kind of like took us to a story, it, like through this story about how he went and like after that beating, he just kind of had a, like a moment of ref- self reflection, and he went back and called all the people that he felt he did wrong throughout his career. And he, one of the first people he called was Tyson, giving us a reason why Tyson is here, not just randomly showing up for shits and giggles. That's all I really cared about, and I really liked and. I don't know, like the whole baby face turn, it feels like natural right now, which is which is what I like. They're right. doing a solid job with that. Uh, also, Britt Breaker promo. I'm with you on that. Uh, she Fantastic. cut a great promo about, you know, how Thunder Rosa took a loss and who, what their records are. And um, basically said, you know, again, building up her wins, she's going to be on elevation. She put over elevation again. And you know mm-hmm. where she's at, and all like just it's something you got to go see. Like I, I can't even do it justice. I, 
from where she was on that cruise when she first turned heel and i was like this is fucking terrible to where she is now is unbelievable she has really embraced yeah. the heel character made it her own and she is fucking killing it she's literally the best thing going in that women's division in aew she's the star and the fact that she doesn't have the title yet is criminal uh i'm gonna swallow the anthony agogo match because i like the fact that a legit boxer punched a dude in the spleen and dropped him the only the only thing i have is i kind of wish they hadn't just called the match off right away i wish they'd give him like a 10 count to get up or something that they had done something a little more wrestling with it than Mm -hmm. just immediately stopping the match but the idea that this guy who is a legit boxer could hit someone with one punch and drop them like that and it wasn't like he hit like jericho or mox or something like he hit cole carter who the fuck's cole carter like yeah so yeah why not like let him drop an enhancement talent and i'm not gonna lie to you i just saw saw this and i'm like i'm skipping this <laughs> well <laughs> i told I- you qt marshall's promo last week won me over so now i'm kind of in on this group no, and i'm, I'm curious not. i'm still not in on you're QT not marshall. but i am i'm telling you he won me over he spit some truth about cody i, I i'm in on qt marshall's faction i'm more in on qt marshall's faction than i am the fucking dorks in the dark order <laughs> Unless Billy Kay comes in and takes over the Dark Order. No, even then, don't do, like, they're just a fucking joke, and I hate that Hangman is settled with them, and that's something I'm spitting, but we're not there yet. Um, mm-hmm. You swallowed the elite backstage promo with Callus kicking the cameraman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You swallowed this because you said it felt like the old school elite. I, as someone who doesn't watch being the elite or whatever, it was just, oh, it's another Bucks promo. It's another Don Callis promo. It wasn't anything special to me, so I'm not swallowing it either way, but why don't you talk about why you like this? Well, like, like I said, it just kind of felt like it captured a little bit more of the essence of like the old Bullet Club, like elite promos that they used to cut back when Kenny Omega was the cleaner, the, like the leader of Bullet Club. He had the good brothers running with him and the young bucks. I thought it was very solid. I wasn't around for like the major NWO stuff and it just kind of had like a little taste of NWO mixed with DX just kind of in there. So I Maybe really fucking just, child, man, whatever whatever don't judge me i wasn't uh, but, around for the nwo shit jesus christ who am i doing a podcast with well i mean does wwe nwo count no it does not count. <laughs> that's a joke that's a joke don't take me seriously don't, oh my god don't take me seriously. travis have you heard that i'm sorry i'm sorry i i was never a wcw guy so like i never really watched the nwo stuff i just kind of like went back and like watched some listen stuff. So WWE NWO is like when you and your girl sit down and you watch a porno and you think, oh, we can do that. And then you try and do it and videotape it and watch it back. And you're like, yeah, that was not as good as what we watched. That's what (laughs) WWE NWO was. Fair point. Fair point. Fair point. No, no, I I know for a fact that that was like not even close to what NWO was. Like, I just understand the significance and the impact of NWO. I just wasn't around watching it live. Okay. Um, I'm also going to swallow the Team Taz Christian interview, and here's why. The idea of Taz and Hobbs being a thing and getting rid of Ricky Stark and Brian Cage really appeals to me. The fact that Taz told them to stay in the back, that he was going to go out and handle it and act like he was going to be diplomatic, and then just had Hobbs come out and trash Cage Mm -hmm. was great. JR even kind of put him over, put Hobbs over, saying like he could be the centerpiece of Team Taz, and you 
like he could be like the main guy in Team Taz. So fantasy booking, I want Samojo to go to AEW. I want Brian Cage and Ricky Stark kicked out of Team Taz. I want Samojo to come in, beat Brian Cage for the FTW Championship, have Samoa Joe managed by Taz with his backup being Will Hobbs as like the next guy. A uh, little impact a-, a TNA fun fact for you. Taz actually managed Samojo mm-hmm. in TNA. So it would be going back to some history. So there's and some history there. If you bring in Samoa Joe later in the summer, you can go back to this feud with Brian K or with Christian Cage and have Christian Cage versus Samoa Joe, which is going to mm-hmm. be a fantastic match, which mm-hmm. we've seen before. Yeah. So um, exactly. that is also a possibility. So yeah, no, I'm down for that 100%. Um, Brian Cage is already turning on Team Taz, so get him the fuck out of there. Ricky Stark doesn't need Taz, so no. get him the fuck out of there. Stick Hobbs with Taz. Get in a guy like Samoa Joe. Run run with that, and I'm all for it. What are you, uh, what are you spitting from AEW that you saw? Uh, spitting from AEW. The main offense. Yeah. There was-, not a, there was too much shit going on. I'm not a fan of Matt Hardy right now. I'm not a big Darby Allen guy and just I didn't care for the main event. It just like literally had it playing in the background. I just wasn't really like caring that much about it. No, I feel you. I I saw the coffin drop, which was cool. It's Darby jumping on like Darby is the new Jeff Hardy. And you know how I feel about Jeff Hardy. So it is hard for me to get involved in Darby (laughs) Allen. Do not compare Darby Allen to Sting because he is not Sting. He is fucking Jeff Hardy 2.0. Mm-hmm. If anything, it should be Darby and Matt Hardy, not Darby and Sting. Neither here nor there. My point is, I just, yeah, he's cool. Fine. He's fun. He actually wrestles better than Jeff Hardy, Mm -hmm. but he just falls off shit too, like in his own way. Like it is what it is. And there was so much going on with the Dark Order and the Hardy family office and Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page and Sting and like just in the middle of the mat like they overbooked the shit out of that main event i'm with you on that i'm spitting that again i'm also spitting the dark order adam page segment because adam page is now not commenting on what's going on with the elite and pretending like he doesn't care Mm -hmm. and that bothers me because he has been ignoring the fact that he was betrayed by kenny omega and never went back into that feud with kenny omega you know after he lost that uh number one contenders match and blah, blah blah and he's just kind of been dicking around with a bunch of dorks and that's what the dark order is is a bunch of fucking dorks and i don't like it i don't yeah. like it at all you would think that seeing that the man that did him bogus is the current world champion wouldn't motivate him to go after that title yeah right. are you spitting anything else uh not really everything else is kind of there all right uh aw spit or swallow uh, i'm a gargoyle there was some stuff i liked I'm with you on that. Um, I don't think it was overall a fantastic show, uh, but wasn't a bad show. There was a lot of good shit and then a lot of meh shit. Uh, mm-hmm. Red Velvet versus Jay Cargill was Red Velvet versus Jay Cargill. It wasn't a bad match. It was probably better than their last match or as, as good as their last match, but that's not... Like, Red Velvet's great. I love her. Chris Statlander, like, I, I liked looking at Amber Nova. Chris Statlander <laughs> got the squash, you know, the win. She's back. That's cool, but no real significance for the women's division there outside of the Britt Baker promo, so... Yeah, I'll gargle sure. as well. Um, SmackDown or NXT? Uh, NXT. NXT. So this is weird. Uh, we're on Tuesday nights, and all of a sudden, Karrion Cross is a baby face. Karrion Cross comes out and 
said uh, him being champ was inevitable, but he's going to take on all comers and beat everyone and puts over Finn Balor. And uh, yeah, we got babyface carrying cross MSK defeats Drake and Dane. Um, and then killing Dane gets jumped by Imperium. Uh, Mercedes wants her money. Jesse Kamea saves Aaliyah from getting a beat down and then loses to Mercedes Martinez, who then gets her money uh, the way do an interview about team building and Indy can't wait to get her hands on Dexter Loomis. Oh God, I can't wait to talk about that. Um, we got a swear promo on Leon Ruff. We got Escobar losing the championship to Kushida and then Jordan Devlin yeah. going home and not challenging Kushida. Uh, Thatcher is miraculously back and we're just not going to talk about it. Um, Raquel also turns baby face gets interrupted by Frankie who says it's her division. And then we get one of the coolest moments of the week with Raquel, Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair. We'll talk about it. I know what you're going to say. We'll talk about it. I already, I already, I already discussed it. I will explain it to you. Do not worry. Leon Ruff loses the swerve. Stark has an interview. Uh, Zoe Stark has an interview interrupted by Mercedes Martinez, which means that that feud is going to be next. And then in our main event, ladies and gentlemen, the fire pit Bronson Reed and Dexter Loomis, not only defeat the way, but index is a thing. She has carried off in Dexter's loving, loving arms. And it was <laughs> the most beautiful thing ever. Yeah. Uh, what do you swallow from NXT events? Uh, okay. I uh, can't swallow the whole show. Um, oh, well, I can guarantee you there's something we're, we're spitting. Okay, well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. I want to go ahead and swallow Kashida being Cruiserweight Champion. Really? Because, yes, I do. Because I was saying that Kashida can transition to something else. Pete Dunne needed to win. He was like, no, Kashida needs to win. Kashida needs to win. What are they going to do with Kashida? They just haven't done that shit with Kashida. Well, look at what they've done with Kashida. They put the title on him. I think that's perfect. You got what you wanted. Escobar got the, has the title off of him. And he can transition to something else. But see, now this is where everything's asked backwards because, well, I think that it's bullshit that the guy who lost to Pete Dunn just beat the cruiserweight champion. But I'm happy that Escobar can now move up the card. You said Escobar was a great cruiserweight champion. You didn't want to see him lose the title. I didn't. And now However, he's lost the title, but now you're praising that because you were right about Kushida, in your opinion. No, so, no, no. I am you're wrong about it. Escobar being champion because now you're all excited that he can move on and not be no, 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 bogged no. down. I, no, 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 no. You misunderstood what I was trying to say. I said, I was just kind of confirming, was that, hey, well, like you you were saying, if they want to go that route, Santos Escobar cannot transition into the North American title picture or the NXT title picture. There is something to rehash there, obviously, with Karrion Cross. There's history there. I was perfectly okay with him being cruiserweight champion however i'm a big kushida fan i love kushida so how can i be mad if the title's jumping from one of my favorites to another one of my favorites you know i can't really be mad here it'd be like if uh it'd be like if alistair black lost the WWE title to the fiend like like how could you matt ritter be mad at that situation i wouldn't be mad at that situation i I understand exactly what you're saying you are 100 correct uh, I thought it was kind of weird. It kind of out of nowhere, but NXT on Tuesday to me just in general felt like a changing of the guard. Like it's like a transitioning. That's why the Karrion Cross and Raquel Gonzalez promos 
just felt like them switching over to baby faces because they knew they were going to be top baby faces after takeover it felt like they were transitioning to something else which is leading to the next thing i'm swallowing that whole interaction between the women's champions of wwe raquel gonzalez rhea ripley and bianca belair and even frankie monet's promo i thought it was really good the little banter in between both of them i Mm. liked it I liked it. Well, maybe just because I liked the little like Spanish they threw in there, I thought it was different, and I liked that they both could do that. But I liked it. Um, all right. So you're swallowing Kushida. You're swallowing the Raquel stuff. What else are you swallowing? The main event, obviously. We'll talk about that. Main event. I'm swa- I'm swallowing Index. Uh, okay. I I saw a f- four person tag, and it just reeked of AEW. And if I give AEW shit for doing an eight a multi-person tag match i'll give nxt shit too because i saw it i was like i'm not looking forward to this match that much i had it playing but they won me over at the end okay I'm with you. but i wasn't too enthused so we already sorry. talked about escobar kushida you made your point there uh i i'm i'm happy kushida got the title i'm happy to see escobar gone um i don't really understand how the guy who lost to pete dunn is now beating escobar because that almost <laughs> makes escobar kind of look bad because this guy just took a big L, and now you just lost to that guy after your big win. That's just uh, my opinion. That's yeah, opinion. I, I see that opinion, but I, I kind of see NXT more or less like anybody can lose to anybody. Okay. Um, I love Karrion Cross's opening promo. Um, I thought it was good. I, a lot of fire, a lot of passion. Fantastic. Um, I, I'm behind Karrion Cross after that. Um, all right, so I loved Raquel Gonzalez in this mm-hmm. promo. Frankie Monet, Taya Valkyrie, whatever you want to call her, didn't really blow me away with her delivery. Um, not that it was bad, but I just I wasn't like, oh, okay, this is a big deal. This is the next person. Like she almost felt like LA Knight coming in, where like I expected more <laughs> and I didn't really get it. She didn't deliver. Oh man. <clears throat> now on to what everyone wants to hear. What Vince has questions about, what everyone wants to hear, why I am okay with Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair showing up and sharing this moment with Raquel Gonzalez. There is not an official brand split between NXT Raw and SmackDown the way there is between Raw and SmackDown. As I explained it to TC, this is kind of like um, when someone's drafted to college Mm -hmm. and they go back to their high school to go see their friends. That's what I look at this as is they went back down to NXT to celebrate with their friends because they just got a big college championship win. Whereas the draft or the brand split between Raw and SmackDown for me is more so it's like if you play for Notre Dame and then you go over to fucking uh, Oklahoma and you start playing for Oklahoma while you're still signed to Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. One week you're playing games for Notre Dame. One you're playing. You can't play for both teams. You can only play for one fucking team. You can't go to a different school and play, let alone, in this case, a rival. So it'd be like yeah. being on the Bears and playing for the Packers. Like, you, you can't do that. That's not how it fucking works. Mm-hmm. We don't do that here. So okay. that is the difference. Okay. Because at any was, point throughout the year, an NXT talent can show up on either Raw or SmackDown and be officially part of that roster. And we have seen Raw and SmackDown talent come down to NXT and do things and get involved. So NXT is not considered on the level of raw and smackdown by wwe whether that's how we look at it or not 
that's not how it's considered. So that's the way I look at it is these people came back to their alma mater, their high school, whatever you want to call it to yeah. celebrate a big, their big championship wins. Uh, Cause I was getting ready to make some arguments. If you were going to be upset about this, because if mm. you actually go back into the history of NXT, they had super, main roster superstars like a Randy Orton and the GOAT, Sheamus, guys like John Cena, and showing up to NXT and having matches. CM Punk showed up on NXT. AJ Lee showed up on NXT and had matches with Bayley to like help. Yes, this was in the infancy where they were trying to get NXT over, get the product over. But even before then, we had Kevin Owens show up at, at War Games at Chicago, which I was there for. Yes. All right. So we've had presidents of like, there for that, by the way. You were at War Games as well. Yeah. Nice, nice. So we no, could have met. Wait. No, I wasn't. Not that. No, I wasn't. I was not there. I was at. Uh... Take over Chicago too. Yes. Because the main event, I think, was Bobby Roode, uh, Ida with Tommy, for that next title for that one. No, also... Alistair Black was champion at Takeover too, and he knocked or he fucked up uh, Lars Sullivan's jaw. Because I got to see Alistair Black wrestle as champion there. Hmm. That was Takeover Chicago too. The main event was Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa. Ah, yes, 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 yes. 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 Anyway, none of that is important. Here's the thing. This was an amazing moment to have all three women stand there as friends, as colleagues, as champions, and show, hey, we don't fuck up everyone in NXT when they go up to the main roster. Bianca is the SmackDown Women's Champion. Mm-hmm. Rhea is the Raw Women's Champion. Raquel is now the NXT Champion. These women were all just here. And now yeah. look at where we're at. To see these three strong women, like it was literally, in my opinion, the best moment of the week. Oh, Almost... Sure almost bigger than some of the stuff we saw in WrestleMania. Um, it was it was fantastic. It was a really great moment for NXT. I absolutely loved it. I'm with the on index. From the moment Indy Hartwell puckered her lips up and tried to get a kiss from Dexter Loomis and that cock block Candice LeRae yanked her down, pulled her away to her pretending to be knocked out in the ring mm-hmm. to be picked up and saved by Dexter Loomis to the wink when she gets carried off. Mm. Absolutely loved it. But you also have to remember fire pit is my favorite women's tag team in WWE hands down period, main roster, nothing, blah, blah, blah. These women fucking work. And I got them teaming with what is currently my favorite character in NXT with Dexter Loomis. Fuck Mm. Bronson Reed. Fuck thick boy. He's on the side. Not important. Whatever. I got Dexter Loomis, Shotzi Blackheart, number moon on a fucking team. And of course the way is the way they're great. And it was an eight man tag. There was a bunch of bullshit. We got an eclipse off Bronson Reed's shoulders, which was, you know, we've seen it off Braun Strowman. So it, it's cool. It's good shit. I don't, I don't like the oversell that Austin theory did on the eclipse. I thought it was unnecessary. I think he kind of overdid it. Okay. How about you? Yeah. Um, as someone who grew up with the rock selling stunners. Yeah. I think that's the rock. I think I think rock's different. I think he's on a whole different tier. It's a stunner. It's a flipping dope stunner. So like if you sell a fucking stunner and oversell a stunner, like you oversell a stunner. Like I guess. Yeah. I guess. It's better than just dropping down like Vince did and fucking buckling over and uh. <laughs> so I'd rather have it oversold than undersold. How's that sound? Yeah, true, true, true. I agree. I agree. I can agree with that point. So I'm swallowing all that as well. Um what I'm spitting, I'm spitting MSK versus Damian or uh, Drake Maverick and Killian Dane. Mm-hmm. Because why the fuck did we need that match? 
I didn't need the pre-show match where they got the number one contendership. I didn't need to see MSK fight them. MSK got fucking booed in this match. So this did no good for anyone. And then Killian Dane being jumped by Imperium, like the fuck's mm-hmm. the point. And yeah. unless you want to talk about that a little bit. No, that's totally fine. Okay. I'm also spitting Tommaso Ciampa and Thatcher because like, what the fuck? Tommaso Ciampa fought Walter, got jumped. Thatcher was nowhere to be seen. Mm-hmm. Now they're just hanging out, not even discussing the fact that Thatcher completely abandoned him and all this yeah. shit. Like, come the fuck on. Like, we're just pretending that's okay, and we're moving on to MSK, and we're not addressing the Thatcher Imperium situation. So unless it gets addressed in the future, and this isn't like an actual, like mm-hmm. the Fiend just moving on, I'm not happy about that. That's not okay with me. Right. Um, overall, NXT spit or swallow. I think you can just swallow the show just on like the moment with the women's champions alone and Dexter Loomis and Indy. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. All right, so I'm swallowing that as well. Um, all right, we will move on to SmackDown. How did you feel about SmackDown overall tonight? Lukewarm, like there was some stuff that I enjoyed, there was some stuff that I just didn't care about. I don't know. It was just kind of there. It just kind of happened. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great either. It's just there. You okay. Know? Well, we got Roman bragging about his win at Mania and the crush and stack and pin. Um, says no one wants to step to him. Then Cesaro comes out. Basically, Roman just disrespects Cesaro and leaves before he can even cut a promo. Then we've got uh, Cesaro. <laughs> probably, in, probably did him a favor, to be honest. Uh, then we got Cesaro in the back saying he wants to challenge Roman tonight. It doesn't need to be for the title. Adam's about to give him the match. And so he's like, well, let me go talk to Roman and see if we can make that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rey Mysterio defeats Otis. Paul accepts the challenge, but not against Roman, against main event Jey Uso in the main event tonight. Uh, we got Sammy whining about WrestleMania, calls out Kevin Owens. That match ends in a count out and Sammy catches a stunner. Apollo introduces Dabakato as General Aziz and introduces us to the Nigerian nail. Uh, the Street Profits host a victory party for Bianca Belair where we get a beautiful speech from Bianca. Sasha backstage is just angry and left speechless. And oh, Bailey man. puts down both women and says she wants to take the women's division back and become champion. Uh, the Street Profits, after being told to go win some gold because you only wear gold in this house, lose to Rudolph. Uh, Natalia defeats Shayna, and then Cesaro defeats Jey Uso by DQ when attacked by Seth Rollins during the swing. And also, Michael Cole and Pat McAfee, who are your official commentators for SmackDown, at least 27 times had us replay and rewatch the UFO to the point to where I never want to fucking see the UFO again. Neither here nor there. <laughs> Vince, what are you swallowing from SmackDown? Uh, I'm going to swallow Roman's opening promo. I thought it was very well delivered. I'm going to swallow Cesaro stepping up to him. I thought that was a nice surprise. I was kind of figuring out who would step up to Roman, and I thought Cesaro was a great addition. I want to swallow Bianca's promo because it was just fantastic. Swallow Sasha's facial reactions because I got a kick out of it. I thought she was great. Swallowing Bailey's promo because yes, bitch, get your t- division back. You own this division for a whole year. <laughs> this is your division, bitch. Get your shit. You know. Um, what else? Uh, main events was really really good. 
going to swallow that. Uh, everything else is just kind of there. Okay. So, again, Roman comes out. He brags about how he beat Daniel Bryan. He beat Edge. I'm a little disappointed that we didn't get any follow-up yeah, uh, like on the – did Edge technically pin Daniel Bryan? Because I saw Adam uh, Pierce, somebody tweeted that out, and he kind of made like a hmm response mm-hmm. to it. So I thought maybe we were going to talk about that. There was no Edge. There was no Daniel Bryan. Yeah. It was just Roman. Looks like we're moving on to Cesaro. Cesaro coming down, I was stoked for. Like Cesaro feels like, okay, this could be the guy stepping in. Like we're not going to get the promos like we would from him, but like – yeah physicality wise going up against Roman Reigns this could be the guy stepping in that we're not going to get now that Samoa Joe is released yeah um so I I was all for that until they buried that fucking UFO in the ground but we're not there yet um but yeah no I'm I'm with you on that I I'm stoked on Cesaro I Roman even though he stumbled a little bit in the promo like still for Roman great promo um Street Profits, a beautiful, beautiful speech by Bianca Belair. She talked about what it meant to be in that position, what it meant to the girls watching at home who looked Mm -hmm. like her, which was a big deal. Um, She took a couple shots there, gave Sasha her props, but also, you know, that, hey, I left you a little something to remember me by. Um, Yeah. All of that stuff was fantastic. Um, I just... I again Sasha not being able to say anything and then just pointing to the mark that's still on her side from that hair whip like it's still there yeah. and then Bailey's promo was fine I mean if you want to swallow it take her division back like I'm fine with that it's it's a Bailey promo it wasn't anything special to me but those two <laughs> things I really enjoyed and yeah oh shit that you could see in Bianca and the love that she had and the fact that that felt real like that didn't feel scripted or written mm-hmm. down that that was from her heart I really 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 appreciated that so now it's where do we go? Let let's see where this goes. Who you know, get her in there with Bailey, get her in there with the next challenger. Let's get this. I think they might do a triple threat next. Bianca train like, going. Yeah. Um, we have Cesaro defeating Jay by DQ. Again, great match until Seth Rollins showed up and fucked it up. Yeah. Kind of killed the whole vibe. But then again, Cesaro has a claim that he won that main event. I just kind of thought they were going to be done with the whole Seth Rollins and Cesaro thing and they were going to transition to Roman and Cesaro. That's the only thing I'm bummed about. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, good match. We'll see what happens with Cesaro. I'm curious. Also, again, Edge and fucking Daniel Bryan. Where are they? What happened? What's going on? Um, what are you spitting from SmackDown? Uh, Shayna losing to Natalia. <laughs> Nothing against Natalia because she looks fantastic sometimes. But, geez, what the fuck? Like, Shayna was, like, up there as the most dominant women's champion in NXT. She barely lose a match, and now she's losing matches left and right on SmackDown and Raw. It's, what the fuck? Well, we got that report early on that Vince didn't see the value in Shayna, and we didn't know what was going to happen with Shayna, and then she showed up, and she bit Becky in the back of the neck, and that's how that whole thing went. But, yeah, no, I'm with you. This is ridiculous. Like, why is Shayna Baszler losing to Natalia? Mm-hmm. I, I swear to God, like Natalia and Tamina better get a tag team title run out of this just because I want to see Tamina get a championship run. But yeah. like that, that needs to happen if this is what we're going to do, because I don't want to see Shayna taking else for nothing. Like, yeah, give us something out of this. Put the tag belts on them. Let's have that title run for Tamina. Um, I'm going to spit again the over 
sell of the ufo <laughs> because jesus fucking christ they talked about the ufo more than anything they dubbed it as one of the greatest moments in wrestlemania history get the fuck out of here it was um, cool it was cool but it was not that fucking cool mm-hmm. like vince must have really loved the ufo like he really must, either him jesus or christ. kevin dunn or bruce pritchard someone really loved it uh yeah i'm also spitting um apollo cruises uh nigerian nail just a nigerian nail because that's it's the samoan spike it's way too on the nose like and him saying it repeatedly again like not necessary didn't really do it for me like yeah general aziz will ignore that he was dabakato and raw underground existed okay fine whatever we'll pretend like that didn't happen it, it's wrestling we're doing that shit cool he's part of the uh royal guard or uh royal security or whatever mm-hmm. the nigerian nail thing just wasn't doing it for me um Oh, you know what? I want to swallow that Street Profits Rudolph match. It was a great match outside of Rudolph or fucking Dolph Ziggler coming in and hitting the zigzag. Like I, I kind of wanted to see Street Profits win, but doesn't take away from the quality of the match. So no, no the match was really, really good. Uh, man, Rudolph in general has just kind of been coming into their own as the, as the tag team, right? And did you see Dolph Ziggler had the uh, the braid in his hair to kind of? Yeah, I noticed. You know, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, they're coming to their own. Um, I, I really don't want to see them as champion anymore, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, is what it is. So surprising because supposedly we heard rumors that last week SmackDown was taped and that the Mysterious won the titles. Really, I didn't hear that. Yeah, I heard a rumor that supposedly the Mysterious had won the titles and they were actually going to defend him against Rudolph at WrestleMania. Hmm. Um. Overall, SmackDown spit or swallow. Uh, I'm a I'm a swallow. Right. It was, I almost gargled it, but I'm like, I'll swallow. I'm gargling. Um, so I gargled AEW. I gargled uh, SmackDown, Spit Raw, swallowed NXT. NXT was the best show of the week for me. Vince? Uh, can we cheat and say WrestleMania weekend? <laughs> can no, we cheat and say- no, we cannot. <sighs> because only night one was decent. Night two was garbage. I don't know. Like it, it, it's, I guess it it's subjective. got better because- after the first two matches, but it was not night one. Well, well, here's the thing, because we like, I guess it just depends on like who you watched it with, because we watched night one and we're like, eh, it wasn't until like the bad bunny match and the main event that we really were invested in the matches. All the other matches, they were really solid. We just weren't too invested, but we enjoyed night two a little bit more. Maybe we just turned up a little bit more on night two. Yeah, maybe because the first two matches really killed the whole pay-per-view for me. Well, for you, the fiend, that was bullshit. Mm-hmm. already talked about it not going to get into it here and natalia and tamina losing to shana and naya again and now we're continuing that shit both those matches really took it down and also the nigerian drum fight where they didn't use drums but neither here nor there um nxt best show of the week nxt best show of the week all right ben why don't you plug your socials uh as i mentioned at the top of the show uh if you want to hear all my Seamus tweets i will be tweeting every monday night whenever Seamus is on my screen at ses vince you can follow me on instagram as well at ses vince uh check out the show's instagram account at smacking raw pod uh follow go and subscribe on youtube because we want our youtube subs up yes we do Mm-hmm. And you guys know you guys can follow me at my readers at M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R on Twitter only. Also on Twitter at Smackin' Raw Pod, just like the Instagram. Please go check that out and follow that because again, you guys are not doing what I ask you to do and getting those numbers up. It's still sitting at like 153. Come on, what the fuck? There are four thousand almost forty five hundred of you following me on Twitter. 
way more of you are probably listening to this podcast. Please go do that. I will say I do appreciate the support on Pornhub. We have 13 subscribers over there and over 200 views on Pornhub. So please keep that up. That means a lot to me. And you guys can find us on Pornhub with the link trees that are at Matt Ritter. Also go check out the creation world on Twitter and Instagram. That's T H E C R E A T I A world. Also facebook.com slash creation world. That'll get you everything. Super flash era of tomorrow. Dungeons after dark, smacking raw, the creation conversation, all of the stuff that we do here is going to be there for you. And you guys can check us out on Facebook. My guy, Mike Willis is holding it down on Facebook for us with our chats and everything. So go check that out at facebook.com slash group slash raw. And because it is that time of year, if you are a fan of the DC universe stuff, we do have super flash year of tomorrow over at facebook.com slash super flash year of tomorrow. And everywhere you find our podcast, you can find that podcast. So please go check them out. Look like you had something to say. Uh, yes, uh, since we weren't talking about WrestleMania and I wasn't on Young Kings Wrestling, I want to go ahead and give props to my boy, Bad Bunny, for over-delivering on expectations. I thought he fucking knocked that out of the park. He absolutely did. He absolutely did. Um, that's one thing we did talk about over there on Young Kings Wrestling. So you got to talk to them about getting on. He was looking for guests. Well, here's the thing. I, he, I, I was supposed to be on the show, and uh, unfortunately, I had people over, and I just couldn't. And I told them, like, hey, unless you're willing to, like, start at midnight Chicago time, there's no way I can do it. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, for Daddy Delgado, I am the Warden Matter. We killed the time on this podcast, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, we are smacking it raw, and we are the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub. Later, y'all. <laughs>